0: veterans, and everyone who's ready to change their lives. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live. Join your host, Marine Corps trained motivator, Christina Silva, as she connects with experts, innovators, and military heroes. Now, let's get started. Here is Christina Silva. Yeah.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Christina Silva Show, educating our veterans live about hope. Today, we bring you subject matter experts that know about the military plight and freedom we have in America and also that God created science and salvation. So joining us is Pastor Jimmy Morales of the Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain Place You Go to Find Hope and welcome Carl Kirby, international speaker, to tell us about Evangelism 101 and Pastor Jimmy Morales, The Story of Salvation. Welcome to the Christina Silva Show, gentlemen.
0: Thank you, Miss Christina. It's a blessing to be with you, ma'am. Thanks. Thank you for having us.
1: Carl, you have an amazing passion like F-18s that fly over the Nevada area. And I knew when I heard you speaking at Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain just recently that you have passion and spirit for not only God and Christ in your life, but to combine the message the world needs to hear about science and its importance, but that salvation is key. Share with us a 101 fact. G Force way to salvation.
0: I appreciate the opportunity, and it's always a blessing to be with Pastor Jimmy. He's been a a super blessing to our ministry and to me personally over the years. To me, science what does it mean? When when you're working with a younger generation, you need to know what science is. We have this misconception that science proves there's no God, and that's not the case at all. Science means nothing more than knowledge. How do you gain knowledge through the scientific method? What's the scientific method? You come up with an observation, uh, you take it, you test it, you come up with a hypothesis, you test that, and you you use what you see, what you feel, what you touch, what you taste to come to conclusions. Well, guess what? When you do that you're going to find out very quickly that God created the way that He said that He did. When somebody tells you that over the course of 14 billion years, hydrogen gas transformed itself in everything that we see, they're not making a statement from science. They're making a statement from a worldview, a, a bias that they have. And we all have biases and presuppositions. And I, I admit mine. Mine is that God created the way that He said that He did in His Word, and that when you start with that and then go to the world that we live in, what you see is consistent with that. Now, you you talked about the uh, the Evangelism 101, what I have found is that by teaching a generation to start from the Scripture and to use that as your foundation to have good, open, honest conversations with people, you can good things happen. Uh, just an open dialogue. I watched a video a number of years ago. I, I I'd written some stuff up and I was making this uh, this this presentation, and a friend of mine sent me the, just a blank email. He didn't know I'd been working on this presentation, and he said, "Carl, you got to watch this video." And I went and I watched it. It was Penn Jillette you guys are in Las Vegas, his big, you know, got his big picture up on the building and everything like that uh, with Penn and Teller. And somebody had sent me this video that Penn Gillette did after receiving a gift of the Bible. Now, I had been working on a presentation that was really going after him because he, he had a program back then, secular program, that was very harsh. I can't even tell you the title because it was profanity. Going after Christians, really mocking, really really ridiculing. And a young man had come up to me and said, how do I deal with this stuff? So I took the video for three months. I broke down the arguments that he used and came up with this, I'm going to go after this, Right. I never gave that version of the talk, and it was because when I watched this video of this man who just simply came up, gave Penn Jillette a gift of the Bible, it changed everything. The 10 points that I put in there, and the first point that I recognize is that man had said that he'd been at the show the night before, so he had to come back. As a Christian, I think many times we're given opportunities to share our faith, and for whatever reason, I'm the chief one, I'm not attacking anybody, we pass it up. I worked for the federal government for 24 and a half years. Thank you to the military uh, men and women out there that are serving our country. I I sincerely appreciate it. I I spent eight and a half years in the Air Force and it was probably the most formative years of my life because it truly impacted where I am even today. I got saved while I was in the Air Force. Uh, uh, It was a major learning point in my life, even my job down to everything. But this opportunity, someone... We have opportunity to share faith, and then we, we back off we, for whatever reason. Well, I tell people go back. What keeps us from going back? Fear? They're going to reject us? Mocking? That's not, that's not God. That's Satan. Satan uses those things to keep us quiet. The second thing that I saw in there that he, Penn said, these were the things Penn Jillette said. He was complimentary. He said nice things. Apologetics is a wonderful thing. I love apologetics. One of the challenges with it, and apologetics simply means as a Christian being able to give an answer for the reason for the hope that lies within you, but it says to do it with meekness and fear. Many times I see apologetics used as almost a jackhammer to beat somebody up and make them feel bad they're not very smart. I can't do that because, quite frankly, I can be mean. I'm good at that. i got a bad background. Um, But I can't beat them up with my IQ because I'm not that smart. I truthfully grew up around guys with one name, crusher, bruiser, mauler, assassin. My my father was a professional wrestler, so I grew up around crazy. But I think in the course of conversations, we don't have to be jerks. Now, we can be bold. We can be straight. We have to do that. We have to, we have to be honest. But you can be complimentary. You can be polite, even when you disagree with somebody. The other thing that I caught was he said, don't mock, you know, because well, he didn't say this. I just caught this because… Sometimes he, he made a mistake. He, he used a, you know, he, 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 had, he had been given a Bible, a, a little Gideon edition of the Bible, and it had uh, Psalms with the New Testament. But he said that, you know, Psalms was in the New Testament in there. So, you know, somebody, if you really wanted to be a knucklehead, you could, oh, what a knucklehead. This guy doesn't know, even though Psalms isn't in the New Testament, you could mock him and ridicule him. We all misspeak. I've already done it three or four times in this interview, right? So you don't mock you don't, you don't do those sort of things. This man also wasn't intimidated. And that's point number four. He came back. He was not intimidated. He he shared the truth with him. And it led right into the next point where three times in the course of Penn Jillette, just talking to this camera, he said, he looked me right in the eye. I think that's one of the greatest strengths that we have is that when we are so confident in what we believe and love people enough that we are willing to look them in the eye and to be straight with them. Three times he made that uh, comment. So I tell younger generation, especially, the power is here, not down here. And unfortunately, we have a generation that's raised with looking down all the time. By the way, when you're ashamed, where do you look? We have nothing to be ashamed of. The other thing I caught is he spoke to him and not at him. Like this is, I feel kind of bad because I'm speaking at you right now. This is not a real genuine conversation. I'm just speaking at you. In our evangelism We need to speak with people, to people, so that there's that engagement, that true talking about things and not just preaching at people. The other thing was he wasn't defensive. And that's a big one to me because I am defensive. I I admit that. and I mean, it served me well as an air traffic controller. I I did that for over 24 years. And the last eight and a half years of my career, I was at O'Hare. It's a bunch of sharp-tongued people. Let's put it like that, okay? Military, uh, you had some sharp-tongued folk. FAA had a whole bunch of sharp-tongued folks, so uh, uh, the defensiveness kind of served you well to get people to back off of you. The other thing that he mentions point blank was this man was kind, he was nice, he was sane, and he cared. This is
1: great. This is amazing, Carl. And one thing I do each week with our guests and listeners is we learn about a perspective of listening, active listening. I know you remember from your Air Force career how important it is to listen, and it's a different intro with every show. What I learned in letting you flow is that sometimes when you stop listening or you don't listen enough or long enough, you miss the essence of what was just said. And I agree that mm-hmm. using Pendulette will bring a spirit of something human to the word so that we can get also a witness with senior pastor Jimmy Morales on the line, and we can get the audience to know that we're human. So We need fact that is material that manifests with us because the holy word is spiritual and we weren't there as humans in Genesis. Can I get an amen, Senior Pastor Jimmy? Amen. It's also amazing to thank you for your service, knowing that we always use quotes and we also thank each other as service members. And the quote that I picked for today's radio program titled, God created science and salvation is Einstein's word. Science without religion is futile to show the audience that we can consider reasons for hope and find them through others agreeing and testifying about things we know already, but things we're afraid to exercise, like the opportunity to share Jesus with others. It's some big feat that I tried to do on my motorcycle and in the field, but now I learn how to glean from experts, mentors, and now pastoral help on the Christina Silva Show with Carl's amazing experience about sharing how he found Christ in the Air Force and how he uses Pendulette. Could you help us understand Invite by what he said?
2: Well, you know, I, I have a scientific background as well. I wasn't always a pastor. In fact, I was in the Navy for six years in the uh, nuclear power program where I was a chemist and I also handled nuclear weapons. And so, uh, you know, my background was radiation safety. When I got out, I came to Nevada and I worked at the Nevada test site. I worked for the EPA and I uh, monitored radiation levels all around the Nevada test site. And then I was the radiation safety officer for Lockheed. I I helped people at one of their facilities uh, handle radioactive materials safely and not kill themselves or anybody else in the process. And, and so I, I, I'm a scientist by training. And uh, there's this idea it, about Christians that somehow we have to check our brain at the door. And one of the things Carl does is he presents an apologetic. It's, it's an argument is really what it is. It's a, a logical, rational explanation. And, and you can't separate science from faith. Uh, you know, scientists define science, and this is a, a, a secular definition of science. It's the pursuit and application of knowledge and understanding of the natural and social world following a systematic methodology based on evidence. There is nothing in Christianity that excludes us from that definition. The only difference between uh, atheistic science and and Christian science is, again, our premise, as, as Carl pointed out, it's your worldview. What, is, what are your assumptions? None of us were there at creation. So we all have the same evidence, and we all have to compile our understanding of what happened and where it all came from. And, and you know, the only people that separate science from faith are atheists. Atheists believe that, that, that Christians can't be scientists because they believe in something you can't see, God. But history proves the folly of that thinking. In fact, if you look, out, look throughout history at the scientists that affected the world, let me just name a few of them that were radical evangelical Christians. Isaac Newton, who, among many other things, considered one of the most brilliant scientists ever, invented the telescope. Carl Friedrich Gauss, who revolutionized number theory, a mathematician on steroids. George Washington Carver, who, because of his faith, revolutionized agriculture. Florence Nightingale, because of her understanding of scripture and God's position on cleanliness, her sanitary reforms in the medical industry added uh, approximately 20 years to our life expectancy. Samuel Morse invented the Morse code. Robert Boyle, Michael Faraday, who discovered electromagnetic induction. Uh, We owe him a, huge. Tesla owes him a bazillion dollars because here's the guy who who started it all. Arthur Compton, who named photons. Star Wars owes him a gratitude, debt of gratitude. Uh, I mean, these guys are, are men whose faith changed the world through science. So to say that you know, this attitude that says, you know, check your brain at the door if you're coming to church because now you have to have faith. Well, faith is an intelligent conclusion to the evidence presented to us. And, and so when you exercise faith, what you're saying is, hey, everything lines up. I believe it. I believe what God says. I don't believe what man says if it's contrary to what God says. And, and you know, the Bible says, come let us reason together right? When Carl talks about reason for hope, he's talking about that one hope, right? Jesus. And, and, and that's reasonable. It's a reasonable thing. The, the facts are there. The evidence is there. It's just good science to believe the Bible. And so, you know, when you, when you look at, uh, at the Bible and you look at science, uh, scientists mock Christians, atheistic scientists do, because they say, well, you know, what holds an atom together? And we say, well, God does, because in the Bible it says by him all things consist. And they go, aha, you see, there goes science. But but think about it for a second. When I was in high school, I was taught by a very intelligent scientist that atoms were held together by gluons, invisible particles that held these positively charged particles that should have blown apart together. Guess what? We discovered they don't exist. So was that science? No, it wasn't. Then they said, oh, it's quantum mechanics. And I won't even go into all the quantum theory that, that, that they say holds an atom together. But even that science fails. It falls short. It violates the laws of physics. So what holds them together? I think the most scientific answer is what God said, Jesus. By him all things consist. So, you know, when when we talk about putting our trust in the living God who created all things. We're not checking our brain at the door. We're saying, hey, science points to it and God said it, and every bit of evidence we have
1: confirms it. That is marvelous. We are speaking with Pastor Jenny Morales of the Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain Ministries and Carl Kirby, international speaker and the one with the answers about God creating science and salvation today. Gentlemen, this is so great. I remember the day I got saved, I was under the age of accountability and I've gone from Catholic to Baptist to non-denominational and now Christian. I'm just filled with the Holy Spirit. And I loved your pastoral teaching about Acts chapter 10, because that is the time that Jewish of the faith, God's chosen people joined together with the Gentiles. And now we are all equally able to find Jesus and to activate his spiritual gifts into our life through the Holy Spirit. I'm not the one with the master's degree in divinity there, Pastor Jimmy, but I'm a field worker for the Lord. And I'm interested in fishing amongst the youth But they are filled with today's world and media that says science, yoga, and being a natural creator of music is their own God. And, you know, but our youth need to know that God is going to touch them and reveal their purpose on this planet, maybe a different way. So I'm calling out for help reaching the youth. Carl, share with us your story about why youth are so important and one of the hardest nuts to crack when it comes to teaching about Christ.
0: They are important because they're the future. And uh, right now, we're losing 50 to 88% of them, depending on what statistic you look at. 50 to 88% of the younger generation raised in the church are gone by the time they're age 18. But I say that we're not losing them. We never had them. Honestly, we never had them. They're walking away from something that they really don't know for the most part and walking towards something that they know even less about. They have a distorted picture from what they've seen on television, watching all these programs, uh, teaching them that Christians are closed-minded, intolerant, bigoted, opinionated hicks. and, And that's what they see. It's driven down their throat day in and day out. And so, they are walking away from something that they truly don't have a clue about. And they've been given a, given a distorted message about what they're walking towards. Like, science has proven this. And so, I love what Pastor Jimmy had to say. Uh, so, yeah, I go after younger generation. And what I am finding is that you have this generation that's absolutely hungry. They're looking for something that's real because this is, this is the first generation that's been marketed after since birth. I mean, let's be honest, they have been marketed since birth. And so they can smell the whole marketing gimmick when they see somebody come in that's got the, you know, the skinny jeans and the right this and the right that. I mean, they get it, right? And so what I'm finding is that somebody that just comes in and speaks truth, speaks it uh, boldly, accurately, uh, and connects it to what we see in the real world around us, they're hungry and we have to reach them that's what we are called to do. Parents are called to raise their children up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And quite frankly, uh, the parents haven't been doing their job. And they that's because of, again, I think a system that has taught them that they abdicate that responsibility to the government or some other entity to train and educate their children. No, they, those other entities can help you, but you have to take that primary responsibility of training and educating your child or else you're not going to like the outcome. So my approach is, again, just shooting it straight, being real. Let's go out into the real world. Let's go to the museums. Let's go to the zoos. Let's go to the aquariums. Here's what we see. Here's what God said. This is what man says. Which one makes the most sense?
1: This is so great, gentlemen. We can refer to the holy and living word. I know it activates in my life more and more as I seek the face of the Lord. Have you ever gone by yourself to ask the Lord to reveal himself to you? Because people are so used to having and blaming others for their answers about the word. It really does take study time and the inquisition and the the supplication and the prayer and the wondering. And when you're walking to nature or out on a family outing or with friends, you are also given a responsibility as a Christian believer to share those opportunities with others and tell them. And it is a bold action because there's a penalty. And in this next segment, Pastor Jimmy is the one with the burden of proof and the burden to tell the world how directly to approach someone with the invitation about Jesus and accepting that God created him as the the propitiation for our sins and for um, the guide through the Holy Spirit. It seems like something unbelievable, but it's so real when you have an open heart and an open mind. And that is why I know God created science and salvation to work together. And what a beautiful outcome, right, gentlemen?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. and you know, My heart is, you know, when, when I share the gospel with people, I always meet them where they are. And that's what the Apostle Paul did. You know, meet them where they're at and, and talk to them about their life. And then I always look for that, you know, inroad into, you know, into God, into the answer. Because really, all the answers are in Christ. But until they hear somebody logically, rationally explaining that, You know, I don't want anybody to come to faith in Jesus Christ because of emotion. Because if you can be emotionally moved into Christ— you can be emotionally moved out of Christ just as well. I want people to know what they believe and why they believe it. And so I'll, I'll talk to people and just find out where they're at. And, and most of the evangelism I do always starts with just a hello, you know, just, hey, how are you, how's your day? And, and here's what catches people off guard when you actually ask them how they're doing and you care about how they're doing. Most people ask how, they're, how you're doing and they actually don't expect an answer. I've had people get in the pulpit, and this drives me crazy when they get in the pulpit and say, how are you? Do you expect everybody in the room to answer you now? I mean, are you going to wait for answers from every individual in the room? That, that shows how thoughtless the statement is. But when you actually ask somebody how they're doing and then you wait for an answer or you question their answer or you ask for more information, that blows people away. And, and so you find out where they're coming from and then uh, share the love of Christ with them through where they're coming from, where they're at and what they're dealing with. Just a conversation. The one thing that, you know, I found about my relationship with the Lord is that it covers everything, right? God covers everything. His word is everything we need for life and godliness.
1: Most definitely. And all we have to do today is instead of browbeating, blaming others and looking for an answer by ourselves is to invite someone to know the answer. You can even find sample talks at Reasons for Hope. That's R-F-O-R-H dot com to hear the voice of Carl Kirby. Carl, would you like to give us an ending tip for the audience to know about how they can find hope through some of your speeches and tell us where to find you online?
0: Uh, the R-F-O-R-H.com is com is a great website. Uh, you can get it also uh, if you go to YouTube, YouTube forward slash reasons, plural for F-O-R hope uh, there or debunked.org, debunked.org. That's got a lot of our videos on there. To me, I would say, don't be afraid. People are hurting. People are looking. And when we just are open and honest enough to just genuinely care get in a genuine conversation with people, you will be blown away. One of the simplest things that I use are just the simple gospel bracelets. I I can't tell you how many I've given away. I I give them away, but in the course of it, I tell them about a village that's been totally transformed in the Philippines because of one man that went in, uh, is buying threads from a village that they turn into bracelets, but then transition into the gospel. And so just in that simple 90 seconds takes about 90 seconds to share the gospel and having that honest conversation with them it's amazing what will happen ask people if you can pray for them and be genuine about it pray for them oh, my waiters my waitresses when i check into hotels when i'm sitting on airplanes hey uh, i'm gonna be praying later what can i pray for you about and lift them up you'll be, you'll be show, you'll be blown away at what people will share with you because there's a lot of hurt going on.
1: Awesome. 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 I'm going to remember forever that you said our youth are hungry for the word and hungry to know about the goodness and reason for hope is real reasons for hope are real. And if you're wanting to know more information, you can also visit Calvary Chapel on Wednesday evenings and also on Sundays at two services, one at 9 a.m. and one at 11 a.m. Pastor Jimmy Morales is going to share a more expanded view about Genesis and give you a bit of the word so you can start the research. And don't forget your sample talk with Carl Kirby on reasonsforhope.com. Carl, thanks for joining us today and be safe. Well, fans, we've been aiming high, and in 30 minutes, we hope that we've transformed your listening and challenged your scientific mind and that your spiritual mind is open. Pastor Jimmy's going to tell us a little bit about Genesis and the way God created the planet for you to find Jesus. Pastor Jimmy, it's a big job. That's why I have to call in a naval subject matter expert. Thank you for your service, and Semper Fi. Thank you.
2: Thank you. You know, i Book of Genesis is one of my favorite books of the Bible. And, and it really is the book of beginnings, which is what Genesis means. And because everything begins in the book of Genesis. And in the book of Genesis, we start with the beginning of time, right? Where God began with a void, with a with matter that he put out there in the universe, and then he formed it into. Our current, our modern day universe, and 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 so we see time beginning because time is relative. That's when time began, when when the Earth was formed, and so uh, the beginning of time. And then we see the beginning of all God's creation, as God created the 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 sea and the land division, the the animal kingdom, and then uh, He created. Plant, you know, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom, and he created man, and and so we see the beginning of of all God's creation, and then we see the beginning of sin as Adam and Eve uh, rebelled against God and and brought sin into the world. But at the same time, we see the beginning of redemption, because even in his curse of man, God said that you know that that Satan would would bruise the seed of the, of the woman, but, uh, but that, uh, that that the seed would crush Satan's head. And then that was a reference to Jesus who God had planned all along. And, and so uh, the, it's the book of beginnings and all we see the beginning of the, of the nation of Israel. We see the beginning of, uh, of everything in the book of Genesis. And so fantastic, fantastic book. And, and one that in fact, uh Scientists would do well to study if they really wanted to understand our origins. Uh, in fact, uh on my bookshelf behind me here is a book by uh, Dr. Henry Morris called the Genesis record and it is a scientific and devotional commentary on the Book of Beginnings. Dr. Henry Morris uh, was a brilliant scientist, and and he actually went into creation science as he studied through the Book of Genesis, and one of the most informed, scientifically balanced studies on creation uh, that exists today. And so, uh, I really, really enjoy it a lot.
1: That is great. And we fast forward to Jesus, which we mention is our salvation. And in John chapter one, it proves that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word is God, right?
2: Yes. Amen. Share with
1: us about the end. If you don't choose to investigate the opportunity of salvation, which is our free gift of Jesus Christ, our salvation, what's going to happen in revelation?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, John, when he wrote the Gospel of John, actually made that connection to Genesis by actually bringing us before Genesis because Genesis starts with the beginning of time but John went to the very beginning when there was just God and 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 there was Jesus and there was the Holy Spirit right there there was the triune God and and he he shows us in John 1:14 as he talks about Jesus being the word in John 1:1 he says in John 1:14 the word became flesh and dwelt among us and and the the Greek word for became is is ginomai which means to, to change form, meaning that he was in existence already, but he went from being fully God to being fully man. And, and, and so John gets into this whole issue of who Jesus is, and, and he does so. He says the reason he wrote the whole gospel was that we might believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world, that he's the Messiah, that he's the long-awaited one that God thought, talked about in the book of Genesis when when he was cursing man for their sin, and he said the seed would crush Satan's head. And so, in the book of Revelation, we we, re- we really see not the end, because it's the after effect of the end of the church. The church will be gone when the book of Revelation starts. We won't be there. But nobody else wants to be there during that time. It's going to be one of the worst times in history. It would be the worst time in world history, because uh, basically, Uh, Over half of the world's population will die from either starvation, cataclysmic events, or uh, suffocation, or just being martyred for those who turn to faith during that time. So, So really, the key is, believe in Jesus now before we get to the book of Revelation, and when the book of Revelation happens, we'll be watching from the bleachers in heaven, Right.
1: That deserves three amens and a triune God in my life. That's amazing. Fans, if you just read Genesis, John, and Revelation and the book by the doctor that was mentioned, and check out who Pendulette is and why he was able to use science, and Einstein, who said, science without religion is futile and many of the different inventors and creators and renowned persons that Pastor Jimmy mentioned on the Christina Slova Show today, you'll find that you need a reason for hope. And it is desperate. The choice is desperate, especially for our youth who have so much at their fingertips with social media and the divide and a global pandemic. Thank you so much that Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain is open during this time. Pastor Jimmy, as we wrap up, share what happens at the church.
2: Yeah, we have been really blessed at Calvary Chapel, Lone Mountain, when, uh, when the pandemic hit, we shut down you know the fifteen days to slow the spread that turned into three months and and finally, we just had enough and opened up and uh, we 're not really having church services we 're having protest services you know because uh, because we refuse to to uh, we, we believe we're an essential service and and we are meeting real needs of people that the world may not see the need for it but uh, but reality is our spirits need the Lord. And so uh, we're ministering. We're doing full-blown worship services. And uh, we're, we're open at 9, 11, and 6 p.m. on Sunday, Wednesdays at 7. This Easter, we've actually got a 6 a.m. sunrise service. And then we've got a 9 and 11 musical service, which is a different message altogether. And then we've got a 6 p.m. service, which is going to be a concert with the reggae band Christafari, and so they're going to bring it Sunday night. We're going to be rocking the house. So I invite you guys to come. We're also, this Wednesday night, we're taking a break from our study in Ephesians. And we are looking at the Last Supper as we prepare our hearts for Easter morning. So join us this week, any time, Wednesday at 7, uh, Sunday morning at 6, at, at, at 9, and 11, or 6 p.m. for our Christ Safari concert. And I guarantee you, you are going to be blessed. You're going to meet some of the most awesome people you ever met. And you're going to have the time of your life.
1: Well, special thanks to Carl Kirby and yourself, Pastor Jimmy Morales of the Calvary Chapel Lone Mountain Ministries for blessing my life and also for encouraging me to speak out with a great platform on Voice America. You can find all three of our amazing outreach attempts on air on YouTube, on crsmultimedia.com and at cclonemountain.org. That's C-C-L-O-N-E mountain.org and reasonsforhope.com. That's dot hcom And check us out on the Christina Silva show every week. And this archive will be made available on Wednesday online at voiceamerica.com, the Christina Silva show. All right, Pastor Jimmy, we've got to do the prayer because we always know the military scripts us about esprit de corps. So we're going to give the world the way to say the sinner's prayer. Listen, if you believe
2: that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, uh, the Bible says... If you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So here's how you ask him in your heart. I'm going to pray a prayer, and then you just pray this prayer with me. Make it your prayer because you believe it's true. And I'll pray slowly so you can follow along. But let's pray this prayer together. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sins.
1: I believe you paid the price for my sins.
2: And I believe you rose again from the dead.
1: And I believe you rose again from the dead. And you made a way for me. And you made a way for me to spend eternity with you. To spend eternity with you. Lord Jesus come into my life. Lord Jesus come into my life. Forgive me for I am a sinner. Forgive me for I am a sinner. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my heart. Make me new. Make me new.
2: Lord Jesus I put my trust in you this day.
1: Lord Jesus I put my trust in you today.
2: And I thank you for what you've done.
1: And I thank you for what you've done.
2: The Bible says that if you just prayed that prayer, you're a child of God. If you believe it's true, you are his. And so I want to encourage you, uh, one, uh, get plugged into a Bible teaching church. We're available, but we're not necessarily near all of you. So uh, find a Bible teaching church where they're teaching through the Bible, not just uh, teaching their opinions of the Bible. Uh, Two, uh, get around other Christians. It's called Fellowship. Uh, Three, uh, start reading your Bible. And I recommend you start reading the Gospel of John uh, because it'll talk to you about who Jesus is. And then just keep reading through the book of Acts, which will tell you about the early church. And then uh, four, pray. You know, before you were a Christian, all you could do was say prayers, but now you pray. In other words, you have direct communication with God because of Jesus. So take advantage of that access you have to him and talk to him. And, And then five, memorize Scripture. Hide God's word in your heart and you'll find when you need it, those key verses that you hide in your heart will be there for you and they will carry you through the tough times of life.
1: Thanks, Pastor Jimmy, for such an amazing show alongside Carl Kirby, where now we can believe that God created science and salvation with great purpose. We hope you've been inspired by this week's Creative Resiliency Solutions and that you'll keep on listening to The Christina Silva Show because we're educating our veterans live with hope. Be safe.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to the Christina Silva show. Be sure to check back for new episodes every week on the voice America variety channel. We'll see you soon. And Semper Fi.